1: Welcome to The Revolution with Jim and Trev. Oh, you're going to be screaming. Let's crank it up! A movement over 15 years in the making.
2: This is no
0: simple reform. It really is a revolution.
1: Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. The revolution starts in 3, 2, 1...
0: Wolves in Wyoming slaughtered 19 elk in a single evening on March 22nd, according to the Wyoming Game and Fish Department. Well, when
1: you think of the history of us as human beings, we're only like 150,000 years since we came down from the trees, if one wants to believe that. These fights with nature and ice flows and polar bears and stuff, it's all on our DNA, you know. its It was literally last Tuesday when we were fighting these animals for,
3: for food and for, for defense. Savvy. I think I'm still in the trees. Yeah. What is that <laughs> even, Liam? Mean? I don't know. He, Liam, is so philosophical. I don't know. Anything he says, I buy. I know. I don't really care. Liam, who? Liam, Liam, Liam Neeson. Neeson. That was the clip we just played. He oh. will find you. He will Ooh. hunt you down And I will kill you And that's but okay with me it Yeah It is totally okay with me He could do whatever he wants to me As yep. soon as he finds yeah. me <laughs> As long as it's Liam It's awesome Alright so this is gonna be A really fun show boys and girls We are talking predator savvy We're gonna be breaking down Kind of like The mystique The allure The misconception Of uh, predators And uh, their impact They're not also, what you think how good they are how bad they are if we don't manage them uh, Mr. Steve West, though, he is the host of Steve's Outdoor Adventures He's going to be dropped by He's going to be breaking down the wolves A very controversial issue This man has the insight He's going to be talking wolf hunting, wolf reintroduction And a lot of other things Lots of good stuff, plus Miss Jana Waller She's the host of Skullbound TV She is amazing, she is a bear hunter She is a bear connoisseur She's a bear chef And she's a bear designer Blade knows everything about bears Anyways, Jenna Waller, she's going to be joining us Plus Cat Daddy and I, he just knows a lot about stinky bait He just knows about being bear Yeah, he's going to be talking about blue cats <laughs> Anyways, uh, Mrs. Bunny, are you going to stick around? No, I'm not oh, That's good, we yeah. didn't want you to nope. Alright, so let's get to Steve West because he's way more important than mrs bunny
1: we're predator savvy this week here we go now let's kick off a two-parter with steve west host of steve's outdoor adventures on sportsman channel monday 7 p.m eastern presented by outdoor channel sportsman channel world fishing network and my outdoor tv here's
3: part one I didn't say that. Actually, Jimbo put me up to saying it.
4: Words in your mouth.
3: Words in my mouth. He passed me a note. Yes. It's like a second grade. All right, so joining us is Mr. Steve West, the host of Steve's Outdoor Adventures on Sportsman Channel, Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. He is also the tallest man in Oregon. Mr. Steve, how's it going, buddy? Doing
5: great, guys. Doing great. We we just watched a, a video. Where you were surrounded by a number of uh, wolves, and that had to be a little frightening. You were on it? a youth mentor
3: hunt with like a nine year old young lady there in Oregon. And this is back in 2016, which was like one of your first encounters. That was insane, man.
6: It was really one of our first up close experiences with the wolves here in Oregon. And it was a pack that uh, had taken up residence right in around the ranch up on the mountain. And, you know, since then, it's, it, it's kind of funny you bring that up. So, that pack actually dispersed. They really, um, one of them got killed in Idaho. That's how far they range, um, the one with the collar, OR-28. And then a couple of them with other colors ended up like clear in northern Washington. Uh, I think the one uncolored male stuck around. And now we have a whole new pack and dynamic that showed up two years ago. And they've really taken up residence. They're called the five points pack. I, I told ODFW I didn't want them calling it the Ponderosa pack because I, <laughs> I didn't want that label. So. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that could be bad. Well, it's amazing because wolf populations are tremendously expanding and spreading all across the U.S. And this is a highly controversial issue. And just two headlines this week uh, you know, hit the papers there in Idaho and in Colorado now let's kind of jump into Colorado because this is interesting. Uh, you know, Wolfpack was spotted, uh, and this is like after an 80 year absence to the state. Now they're talking about this new bill of reintroducing them, and they think it's gonna pass, and they have hope to have this done by I think like twenty twenty three or something like that. But there's also a lot of opposition because this is a highly contentious that's that a good word. word I could use here. Um subject. What do you think about, I think predator ring introduction wolves is a wonderful thing. However, if we don't manage it, it's going to do the complete opposite of our end goal.
6: Yeah, in in northwest Colorado, we saw wolves there 10 years ago. Really? Um, The difference was was nobody wanted us to see them at that time. And we trailed them, we could hear them howling, and then we spotted one gray one cutting through a meadow up at about 10,000 feet in late September. The wolves have been there. They're just, and they don't have to reintroduce the wolves. The wolves are going to move in there naturally on their own. They expand their ranges very rapidly. I mean, they're the, the pack populations are much higher than the states, you know, put out number. The number they put out is the verified estimate or whatever they want to call it, but it's very minimal. It's a very minimal number uh, on a state by state basis. Whereas, you know, the real number, like they said, there was like 139 wolves in the state of Oregon. Well, if that's the case. You know, ten percent of the wolves in the whole state live within ten miles of where I'm sitting right now. <laughs> it's just not, yeah, it's not realistic. You know, I, I mean, the the reality is is that the packs are growing. They're, they're they're much larger than the states say they are, and they're expanding their territories. And if Colorado doesn't do a thing, they'll have plenty of wolves ten years from now. They don't have to reintroduce them at all.
5: Well, you know, the interesting part about it when they introduced. The wolves back into Yellowstone National Park. Uh, they thought, well, they're going to stay here. The boundaries are here, and so forth. They don't know boundaries, and you know, well, I, I've they looked knew. at me- yeah,
6: yeah. I- they knew that those wolves were going to range, guys. That the the situation was is that hunters didn't do a good enough job of knocking that population down. I, I love to tell everybody the story of how it all began because hunters were told to kill more elk or. Game official was going to come in and introduce a predator that would do it for him because following the Yellowstone fire that took out hundreds of thousands of acres of that park, the habitat was able to support a lot more elk in the summer and fall months. So the range, you know, so all these elk up there, the range went from being able to support seven or eight thousand animals to 20,000 animals or 22,000 animals wherever that peaked out at, well, the winter range down at, like, Jackson Hole was still only capable of supporting seven or 8,000 animals. There was too many animals, in that is a very fragile ecosystem down there in the sagebrush. And Game of Fish, and, I mean, I remember I went out there all back in the 90s and, and for a friend of mine's bull hunt, and they were begging people to take cow tags and kill these cows, and no one was doing it. Mm. And they had to kill... Half of that population of elk or risk damaging the winter range permanently because lands have carrying capacities. And U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service said, well, if the hunters won't do it, we'll introduce some hunters that will. And that we as hunters gave them the ammunition to introduce. Now, you look at Colorado. Colorado's got over 300,000 elk in their population. As hunters, we're greedy. We want lots of elk. But we probably should be asking Game and Fish, hey, Can we be taking more cow tags? Can we do a better job of knocking these elk populations back in certain areas in lieu of introducing them? We'll find that middle ground, possibly.
3: Well, what's crazy is what you're talking about is too many elk, deer, other big game animals. It it means a degradation of habitat, and that has a negative impact on all species. But too many predators and, and not enough management means predators can take a substantial population Down. And so there's areas in like Yellowstone where they have seen a 30 to 80% decrease in total population numbers. However, you know, we can still hunt the elk or we can hunt deer or we can do this, but we can't touch the wolves.
6: Well, if the pendulum is going to swing one way, it better swing the other. And if we're going to be using the wolves to manage our elk and deer populations, then we better be allowed to manage the predator numbers so that all things stay in balance. And I mean, Yellowstone is starting to settle back into where it was before, you know, population boom. The problem is a lot of us only remember what it was like in recent years, like when it went from, let's say, 20,000 elk down to 6,000 elk and or whatever the the bottom was. And now it's, you know, populations have kind of rose up. Those, you know, wolves, when the food population plummets, they have to disperse. They're going to go somewhere else. They're going to go find food somewhere else. And that's why they disperse and they cover country and they go looking for mates and you know and the packs get larger and 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 then they're everywhere. I mean it's a it's a very complex situation, but yeah, they better be letting us manage the predators while the predators are managing our game populations.
5: You bet. Hey, Steve, do you stick around? We got a lot more to ask you about. You bet. All right. Hey, we're talking with Steve West. He's the host of Steve's Outdoor Adventures on Sportsman Channel, Monday nights at 7 o'clock Eastern time. That's right, and you can always go back. That's what I like to do and watch previous
3: seasons and episodes with My Outdoor TV app. But this has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and that glorious My Outdoor TV. Mr. Steve, before we get to a break to learn more about you and how you're a wolf whisperer, where can we find you online, buddy? Yeah,
6: you can find me online at stevesoutdooradventures.com or on Facebook and Instagram. You got, Hey,
5: more Steve West! Right after this,
6: stick around. Wolfpack.
5: Standing
1: seven feet tall, Steve West can bench press twelve hundred pounds, and he eats two whole deer every day. What? Whoa, whoa! Plus he's the host of Steve's Outdoor Adventures, and he's returning after the break. But to pass the time, sneak on over to JimandTrav.com for new hunting blogs, wild game recipes, and expert outdoor advice. That's Jimintrav.com.
7: You tell the nonfiction. Okay, I'll tell the nonfiction. This is what I remember. We were the first hunters in the Congo in something like 40 years.
2: When Jim Shockey talks, outdoorsmen listen. You're the greatest mule deer hunter alive. I'll tell anybody. Sit down with some of the greatest hunters in the world who share their amazing experiences. That day changed my life. Shock Therapy premieres Sunday, January 3rd at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel.
1: It's time to reimagine the off-road experience because Yamaha has reimagined this side-by-side. Available in either two- or four-seat models, the Wolverine R-Max 1000 lineup sets a new benchmark in the off-road world. Featuring a 999cc parallel twin engine, aggressive tires, and an automotive-style cabin. And select models include high-performance Fox IQS in-cab adjustable suspension, all-new D-Mode to optimize power delivery, an integrated Yamaha Adventure Pro navigation system, and much more. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com to learn more about the Wolverine R Max 1000. It's time to get out there and realize your adventure with Yamaha.
0: Professional driver on closed course. Always protect the environment and wear your seat belt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Vehicle specifications subject to change.
1: The Revolution with Jim and Travis back on the air, and we're predator savvy. Now, let's get back to Steve West, host of Steve's Outdoor Adventures on Sportsman Channel, Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern, brought to you by Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, standing together for great gear, fair prices, expert service, and memorable experiences. Visit them at cabelas.com and basspro.com. This is part two.
5: Hey, we're back. We're talking Predator Savvy on this week's show. And be savvy about things. you got to know stuff. Well, this guy, our guest, Steve West, knows a lot about a lot of stuff. His IQ is, I,
3: I don't want to compare it to Jibbo and Ice combined. It's, <laughs> it's pretty sad. All right, yeah, we're just not smart. All right, Steve West, host of Steve's Outdoor Adventures on Sportsman Channel. Monday. we can call him. <laughs> we can call him. He just doesn't answer. Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. One thing I want to ask you about, Mr. Steve, and get your tag. Uh, an Idaho legislator, you know, he, he wants year-round wolf hunting seasons and these so-called wolf-free zones. This introduced bill would create a wolf-free zone and depredation zones. What do you think about that? I mean, it's a neat idea. It kind of reminds me of gun-free zones.
6: Um, Have you heard about this? You know, I've I've heard just a little bit about it. I haven't really researched it, but I mean, the reality is that there should be wolf-free zones. The wolves shouldn't be, like where I'm sitting right now, there are wolves that often are within a mile or two of a town where there's 10 or 12,000 people living. You've got pets and everything else. I mean the the wolves should be in big roadless wilderness areas if we're going to have them. And we have to be, you know, and wolves are smart. The minute you start hunting them and pressuring them, they're, they're going to move off. If we opened a season up here within five miles of of the city of La Grande Oregon, where I live, if anything within five miles was open, you know, open season, I promise you, we would never see another wolf within five miles of this area because they're smart and they'll move off. So I'm all for it. You know, they have very aggressive management practices in Idaho that are probably just about as aggressive as the rate at which they breed. So uh, I'd be all for some management like that.
5: Yeah. Now, you know, the interesting part about it, when we talk about predators, and then we are talking about wolf hunting, but there are other predators like mountain lion and coyotes and uh, badgers and a lot of different things Uh You know, what do you think about the uh, competition between those different species? And is there competition?
6: Oh, yeah, very much so. In fact, uh, two years ago, I had a situation where I was driving down a road on the ranch. I looked over and there was a wolf sitting there. I stopped. He turned around, walked in. I could hear him howling once I turned the truck off. When I got in there, they had a mountain lion in the tree and there was a dead elk on the ground.
4: Oh. And
6: uh, and I, I backed everybody off of it. The lion's still in the tree. I looked, the lion had killed the elk and had partially buried it. And the wolves moved in and pushed this lion up the tree and took, it was, t- they were taking the kill from me. Now what that's going to do is that's actually going to force those lions off that mountain. It's, those lions, they have to eat too. So they're going to get closer to the areas where the wolves don't want to be. Like the wolves don't want to come to town, right? But we're killing, you know, one or two mountain lions a year in town here, just in this one little community. And there's a lot more, you know, mountain lion activity. Down low. There's more type of activity down low on the mountain because the wolves kind of they're the alpha predator on the mountain up there. So they displace the other populations. And they do have a negative impact on them for sure.
3: When you when you hear all these people talk and they're always talking about urban sprawl and we're causing these encounters, you know, we're going into their territory. But it really sounds like the predators themselves are displacing each other. And they're, like you said, they're pushing the coyotes and they're pushing the mountain lions closer to town. And that's closer to livestock. That's closer to people's, you know, pets. And then you have the wolves. They're just killing everything. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they are amazing. I'm actually looking at a photo of you, Mr. Steve. You are holding up. I mean, you're a very, you're like a stout guy. You are built and He's you're the incredible. You're person. holding up a mountain lion. And this guy dwarfs you. It's amazing.
6: Yeah, he, that was a big lion that we we killed. Uh, I was with a legendary guy named Steve Biggerstaff out in Utah. Yeah, that, that's a hunt I'll never forget. We actually named that cat Catzilla, and I actually got to see those guys outsmart that lion. And you know, I, I guess something I'd love to mention, you know, and because I think most of your listeners are pretty savvy folks when it comes to the outdoors, but for anybody out there that's listening right now that isn't savvy to the outdoors, wildlife. In the really real world, is not a Coca-Cola commercial where the polar bears are sitting around drinking bottles of soda pop together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you don't find five mature adult lions running together because they compete with each other for mates, food, everything. Big males run off other younger males. They, I mean, and that forces you know when your populations grow, there's more competition for range. You know, they have their own territories. Same thing goes with coyotes. Same thing goes with wolves. There's got to be, I like the, the idea, the Idaho thing, you know, a wolf free zone, you know, or a predator free zone of some kind. Make it so that these animals are forced to be in those areas and then they'll kill themselves. They'll go to fight each other and they'll kill each other up there. For the Department of Fish and Wildlife just found a big mountain lion skull that is massive that was killed by another mountain lion. Puncture wound right to the top of the head. Oh, wow. And it's a range thing, it's a territory thing. If, if if look, Trav, if you were in my neighborhood and you were competing with me for the same girl, I would probably bite you on the top of the skull and run <laughs> you off too. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, if I go to if I go to KFC and Jim tries to cut in front of me in the line, hey, I'm the alpha predator. I'm going to fight him on top of the head, run him off. You know, it's like, You know what I'm saying? Like we're, we're all, not, you know, in the predator world up there. We're not all sitting around drinking Coca-Cola together and, and living life in a harmonious way. They're out there competing. Every day. They hate each other. You know, and that's what people don't understand is that they're going to create their own sprawl. You know, we have urban sprawl. They're a predator's brawl. You bet.
5: Hey, Steve, we got to leave it right there. Uh, we've been talking with Steve West, host of Steve's Outdoor Adventures, on Sportsman Channel Monday nights at 7 o'clock. That's right. Now, Mr. Steve, to learn more about you, Steve's Outdoor
3: Adventures, uh, Pendleton Ammunition, perhaps just to pick your brain about wolves, hunting, anything in general. Or if you're going to go to Chick-fil-A. That's right. Stay away from <laughs> him at KFC. Uh, where can we find you <laughs> online, buddy? You
6: can find me online at stevesoutdooradventures.com. And I want to make sure everybody knows they can give us a call. If they're interested in booking the hunting trip or just have questions in general, give us a holler at one eight hundred three zero three one three zero four. 303 1304
3: That's right. And also, seriously, people, you have to follow uh, Steve on Facebook, man. A great posts, wonderful information. Uh, he really shares his thoughts on things <laughs> I love He's it He's a handsome guy He is Alright this has been brought to you by Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's They are standing together for uh, wolf hunting I don't know uh, <laughs> Fair prices expert service I better make sure I watch what I say Johnny Morris chases <laughs> them Memorable experiences Visit them online at cabelas.com and basspro.com Coming up next who we got Hey we got uh, Jana Wilder That's right she's the host of Skullbound TV Sportsman Channel Mondays 8.30pm Eastern Time So that's what you do Hop on Watch Steve at 7 Stick around for Janet at 830 got to get to a break. Mr. Steve, as always, you are so awesome. We love you, buddy.
8: Thanks, guys. Have a good day.
1: Paid for by the committee to elect Steve West for president. His
5: name is Steve West, Steve. And he shoots some big out. His
1: name
7: is Steve West, Steve.
2: Savor the finer things in life. Hunting, fishing, and eating. Every adventure starts in the field and ends on the fork. Join epic outdoorsmen Steve Rinella, Daniel Vitalis, and Scott Layseth as they hunt, fish, and forage around the world to create the perfect meal. I could eat the snot out of this thing all day long. The most mouth-watering night in Outdoor Channel history. Taste of the Wild. Mondays beginning at 7 on Outdoor Channel. As people who love the
1: outdoors, we know what we stand for. We stand for fish, wildlife, and conserving places they call home. We stand for the traditions we inherited and that we must pass on. We stand for great gear, fair prices, expert service, and memorable experiences. At Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, we stand together for you.
0: High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items and look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com
1: Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Today we're predator savvy. Get word out on the streets right away. Now joining the boys for another two-parter is Jana Waller, host of Skullbound TV on Sportsman Channel. Mondays, 8.30pm Eastern. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at himtnjerky.com. This is part one.
5: Hey, we're back. We're talking Predator Savvy on this week's show. Before the break, we had Steve West on. He has Steve's outdoor adventures. He got scared and ran. Hey now,
3: uh, Miss Jana Waller, she just now joined us. Call about TV. You have to watch an all-new night season currently airing on of Channel, Mondays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and you can always go back and pick up previous seasons and episodes. Jimbo with my outdoor TV. That's right, Miss Jana, how's it going?
4: It's going great. I am finally back in the mountains of Montana after three weeks of being on the road for show season, so it's nice to be back home and sort of decompressed.
5: Yeah, well, you were actually really in the wilderness when you went to all those shows, weren't you? Yeah.
4: <laughs> It feels like it. I don't know what's more wild, the mountains or shot show. Or
5: yeah,
3: you know, we're talking predator hunting on today's show. And there's just so many predators in the city. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. you walk down the strip, that is really when you need to be strapped. Is when you're in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, speaking of being, I agree, I agree with you. Being strapped, you know, uh, yesterday or the, this past weekend. Spent a lot of time on my outdoor TV. One of the coolest episodes of Skullbound TV. I mean, there's a bunch of them.
8: Um, Everything's
3: uh, cool with it. Black bear, gone grizzly it was season eight, like episode seven. You guys, you were hunting there in Montana, and it was like a five, six day hunt. And you're hunting with a gentleman named Paul, and you guys saw so many color phase bears. It was just amazing.
4: That was truly one of the craziest weeks I've ever had here anywhere, but much less here in my home state of Montana, literally a half hour from my house. So one day we were out. It was a black bear hunt, of course. Can't hunt grizzlies here. And we were literally right outside Missoula. I'm talking 15 minutes outside of Missoula. We were way back in the hills, miles off the road, one of our favorite canyons, and we thought we spotted a big, huge color phase black bear right off the bat you know your brain doesn't go to grizzly it doesn't think grizzly well sure enough a lot out on a logging road comes this big grizzly and then another one behind him and it happened to be a sow and a boar a mating pair of grizzlies on the opposite ridge from us and we filmed them mating for on and off for seven hours it was some of the most incredible footage we've ever gotten. And, uh, that's all on my outdoor TV. You can look that up. Season eight, like you said, it was just, it was an incredible day. And then two days later, we filmed that. I don't know if you saw it. It was the only video I've had that I can truly say went viral. It, it last time we checked it had over 30 million views. What? It was a blonde style with a cub and she's on the top of the hill and she sees a black jet, a jet black boar at the bottom of the hill. Once she smells him, she takes off running down the hill. Proceeds to chase him up to the very top of a lodgepole. Whoa! It's teetering back and forth, and they fought for a half hour up and down that tree. She bites all the branches off. <laughs> she swats at his rear end. It's insane, and that all happened in the same week here a couple years ago in Montana.
5: That happened to be Saturday night. <laughs> it was that a
3: bar though? <laughs> yeah. That is amazing. I, I remember in the one episode that we're watching though, there was this uh, uh, one sal that came down. And she had, and she was a color phase as well. And she had two of the cutest cubs with her. But the amazing part is, and when Janice says she goes way back in the woods, you guys go like way the hell back in the woods. Uh, But it's so amazing. Just like you're saying, outside of Missoula, there are that many bears, very prolific. Uh, And and this is definitely a species that needs to be managed.
4: Absolutely. I mean, and predator hunting is so misunderstood. And you know, whether you're talking bears or wolves, mountain lions, even smaller predators like coyotes and bobcats, they can just get overrun. People don't, because you can, but you don't eat bobcat. Well, some people do, but coyotes, you don't eat wolves. So if you don't eat it, I'm not going to kill it, but they forget that it all balances together. Those predators are eating what we do love to hunt and eat, deer, um, elk calves, even ranchers' calves. And you're right, they simply need to be managed. And here in the Bitterroot Valley of Montana, they do a lot A lot of our dollars from hunters' dollars go back into studying these predators, and they absolutely need to be managed. We simply have, it's it's called the carrying capacity of the land, and when you have too many of one type of predator or more than one type of predator in one area, what you have to do is try to manage them, and the only way to really do that successfully is through hunting and trapping.
5: Yeah, now hearkening back to uh, the grizzlies, But they're actually, they can cohabitate with um, black bear, can't they? I mean, they can live in the same country. It's not like, well, you're over there and we're over here. So it's not unusual, maybe uh, just outside of Missoula, uh, to see a grizzly that close or in the proximity of other black bear. But the fact of the matter is, they do that all the time, don't they? Yes,
4: they do. In fact, I do a lot of elk hunting over on the Rocky Mountain Front, about three hours away from Missoula. And we often will be glassing a ridge and we'll see grizzly bears as well as really big black bears i don't think they hang together if people would assume that i think they like the black bears obviously like to stay away from the grizzlies the grizzlies can outweigh them you know by hundreds of pounds but yeah they absolutely cohabitate in the same mountain ranges together
5: yeah well actually a grizzly can eat a black bear you know, there's, sure. there's so much larger and,
4: anything. Yeah, <laughs> and
3: meaner. Including me. That's why I stay the hell away. <laughs> uh, uh, again, though, Miss Jana Waller, host of Skullbound TV on Sportsman Channel, Mondays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Have to watch the all-new ninth season currently airing. Again, it was so neat, though. And obviously, you guys were so respectful. And it was just about the mystique and witnessing such an amazing phenomenon in nature. But you guys got within, like, 200 yards of those grizzlies it was so neat
4: yeah it was amazing it was only because there was such a steep ravine you know between us there's no way that i'm you know most attacks happen when it's a sow and cubs you know she's defending those cubs they're amazing predators but they're also amazing mothers but i don't know what would happen i don't know enough about their mannerisms in terms of what would that boar do to protect his thou this is his girl you know and he was he would not let her get more than 15 yards away from him I mean for hours she would actually try to sneak away and he'd raise his head up off the ground and go cut her off. And they fight, they fought as much as they, uh you know. Wow! wow, wow. Yeah, exactly. But it, who knows? But we did have a really steep ravine when we got close at the end there. they we, I think the closest we got was 140 yards, but Whoa. it was quite the steep ravine. The wind was in our face. We sort of watched them eventually kind of walk off over the mountain, but Truly one of the most remarkable days. And really, that's what hunting is all about. I mean, yes, it's about filling our freezers and spending time together, but it's about witnessing nature. That's why we're all out there and why we do what we do is to get to witness things like that. I mean, that's such a huge component of hunting.
5: Yeah. Hey, Jen, we've got to take a break. Can you stick around? we got a lot more things we want to talk about. Absolutely. All right. Hey, that was Jenna Waller. She's coming back for a part two, and uh, she has Scobon TV on Sportsman's Channel Mondays at 830 and a lot of other times. Also, you can hop on My Outdoor TV and peruse the first eight seasons. So
3: awesome. This has been brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them online to spice up uh, your bear game cuisines at H. Uh, <laughs> MTNjerky.com. Now, Miss Janet, to follow you on the gram, as they say, Facebook, uh, your website, all that good stuff, where can we find you online?
4: Anyone can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at T V. That is my handle, and that is me. I run all of our own social media, so shoot me a message with any questions or comments and You'll find me at
3: TV. Do you even know what TikTok is?
4: (laughs) I know. Are you calling me old? No, I I was.
3: (laughs) You know everything. I don't know. Someone asked me about this morning. I was like, what is TikTok? It's the clock. I don't know. I know
4: (laughs) what it is. I am not on it. I am not on Snap. I don't have time for, you know, any more apps on my phone. But, yes, I do know what it is. It's really quite popular. Yeah, it's like
3: another thing to waste our time. All right, so we got to get to break. We'll return with Miss Jana right after (laughs) this.
1: this don't go anywhere part two with Jana waller the baddest lady with a bow and host of skullbound tv on sportsman channel is
2: coming up next Gentlemen, start your engines. Let's get it on. Major League Fishing is back. This is the purest form of fishing, period. It's a non-stop mental battle. Everybody is out to beat everybody.
9: Boom. Look at that thing.
2: It all starts with the Lucas Oil Challenge Cup. Go out and do it. Grind. Let the challenge begin. Major League Fishing's Challenge Cup. Premieres Saturday, January 2nd at 2 p.m. Eastern
7: on Outdoor Channel. Plus means more. Introducing OutdoorChannelPlus.com, the most comprehensive outdoor website ever created. Recent, relevant, and authentic, with new product reviews, expert tips, videos, and podcasts from America's most trusted sources, like Game & Fish, Guns & Ammo, North American Whitetail, and many more. Experience the new OutdoorChannelPlus.com. Never stop searching. All right, boys, we're off. They live and breathe adventure. 2,800
2: miles we just drove across the country to finally meet you.
7: Host Jim Kinsey and Brandon Nelson chronicle the beauty and splendor of the natural world from the sustainability and comfort of a kitted-out van.
1: We spot a miracle bug right off the road. It's very real
7: out there, not for the faint-hearted. Oh, God. I'm nauseous, pretty nauseous right now. Adventure Hunter, all-new series, Mondays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, only on Sportsman Channel.
1: Predator Savvy is on today's revolution with Jim and Trav. Now, back to Miss Jana Waller. Sweet rutabaga pie that was divine. Host of Skullbound TV on Sportsman Channel. Mondays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at yamahamotorsports.com. Here's part two. Thing is, black bears aren't only
5: herbivores. (laughs) If they smell meat, they'll take it. Hey, if you're just joining us, you missed the very first part of old Jana Waller. And I don't mean old in an old sig, but uh, <laughs> she's just very, very saged. Uh, that great <laughs> recovery, I think.
3: <laughs> uh, anyways, call to TV. Yeah, yeah great. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. She's like, bravo, Jimbo. Uh, Scum out TV. You are old, aren't you? All new night season on Sportsman Channel. Mondays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, you know, a lot of people, Miss Jana, they're always talking about saving every part of the animal, not letting anything go to waste. And that's what we should be doing. But for you, that truly is the case. You took, I think up in Canada or something, uh, you took amazing uh, spring black bear, and you did this post how, uh, let me see right here, you made huge couch pillows, you made like a rug, uh, I think like a, a fur collar. Plus, you make so many bear recipes, and then the way you decorate the skulls and the stuff you do to showcase it and to really celebrate that animal is what we all should be doing.
4: Well, I really appreciate that. Yeah, to me, I, I try to utilize everything, like you said. And, you know, some animals are easier to do that than others. Um, but when you get a, a black bear, first off, people don't understand how delicious they are. It just all depends on how you prepare them. Because when you are, you know, like any like deer, elk, bear, when you're quartering out an animal, bear tends to be fairly greasy, lots of fat, but that all can be trimmed off, and, and I, I have figured out how to make the most delicious bear. We make so many different bear stews, bear sausage, bear burger. We make Bermuda triangles. That's a <laughs> famous recipe that we created, and uh, it's delicious. And then you're left with this beautiful bear rug. Well, I mean, how many bear rugs can one gal have? I think I have six of them in the house here. I have a full bear, full-body bear, six bear rugs. So you gotta start to get creative. And I met a gal who her name is Midnight Leather Goods is her page, and she just creates the most beautiful things. I've had her make bear collars that are magnetic, that can go on different jackets or shirts. She just made those bear pillows that you talked about. I've had her made coyote collars, coyote purses. She made a purse out of my alligator. Like she can do anything out of oh, I have an elk, I have a bear vest that's bear on the front and elk on the back. Really? Like, yeah, There's even from deer and elk, there's the hide that often goes on youth, that makes great leather. And you can make, you know, laptop cases and you name it, we can do it. You can do it. It just takes a lot of time and effort, but it just makes the hunt all more fun. And then it gives you another excuse when you're, you know, seeing friends or I walk through the showroom floor, pull out my purse or my laptop and it's made of leather and someone goes, oh, that's really cool. It's really neat to say thanks that's that's a deer of mine that I it was really special to me that I shot in Kansas or whatever. So it's fun to just turn your hunts into useful, beautiful things.
3: Well, I think you know obviously you're very vocal about hunting but you always promote positive dialogue and you're you're very intelligent well spoken and that is one thing that you do Miss Jana that conveys extremely well is when you talk about the positive uses and how you go about it and you don't just hammer home the the conservation and the dollars it's the complete lifestyle and the mentality and what you do with these natural resources and how you're actually promoting them that is the positive dialogue that you reference all the time. And that is what is ultimately needed here.
4: Well, I really appreciate that. It is needed. It's that open dialogue we need to do. I have seen so many neat projects come out lately, even in this last year of this exact thing you're talking about. And it's like, how are we, we have to remember all of us hunters, not just TV people, not just, you know, uh, Instagrammers. We have to remember that we are branding hunting to the non hunting community and that's nine now ninety five percent of this country it's sad to say ninety five percent of this country are non hunters We need to brand hunting in a positive, beautiful light. we cannot engage in that negative rhetoric that they've loved to t- you know laugh to us with and call name calling and all that kind of focus. We need to stay positive and I think the best way to do that is simply like you just said talk about how we're Feeding these animals, how we're feeding our families, how we're utilizing the hides, the claws, everything. And that in and of itself, I think, can say a lot to people who may not understand
5: their lifestyle. Yeah, now a lot of items can be made into jewelry from animals. Like I know that they take the, uh, I think they call it the ivory from the elk, and you make necklaces or rings and so forth. Uh, you can, in fact, I don't know if you've done this. Have you taken bear claws and made a necklace?
4: Oh, yeah. In fact, it was on. I th- just put it on my story the other day. Yesterday, I think I uh, I'll have to post some pictures. I have bear claw necklaces, mountain lion claw necklaces. I have moose teeth necklaces, search really? claw necklaces. I have ivory rings, ivory earrings. I oh yeah. I. <laughs> If you seen me at a trade show? Most likely I'm wearing something from a hunt.
5: You bet. Hey, we got to leave it right there. We've been talking with Jana Waller. She has Skullbond TV on Sportsman Channel, Mondays at 8.30 Eastern Time. All new night season. You have to watch it. Live your life
3: by it and watch previous seasons and episodes uh, with the My Outdoor TV app. This has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Uh, Throw a bear in the back of your side-by-side today at YamahaMotorsports.com. Miss Jana again to learn more about you, your wonderful partners, I love that Is it Cryptech The camo Is that how you say it Yep That stuff's yep, cool that's my
4: partner my Camo Bar Cryptech Yep They're an amazing company All veteran owned And veteran created It's a company I'm pretty proud To be associated with
3: Gosh She just racked up More cool points Alright so where can we Find you Miss <laughs> Jan online
4: You can find me At Skullbound TV Either at Or Facebook Instagram And Twitter You bet Hey we got Cat Daddy Coming up Right after this
3: That's right The show's gonna go Downhill now Cat Daddy He's on deck Don't go anywhere
9: This is The
1: Revolution with Jim and Trav. You have to listen closely. Connect with the boys on social media and always at JimandTrav.com.
9: I tried to do it fast so it wouldn't hurt.
1: Stick around. The Revolution will continue right after these messages. That's our
7: shooter. Hunt hard, fish hard, and eat well. Oh, <laughs> This thing is huge. In an all-new Sportsman Channel series, the team at Mountaintop Outdoors travels the USA in search of the ultimate field-to-table experience. We do this every year. and Save this farm till rifle season to come over. All that hunting and fishing sure works up an appetite. We're going to put together a sportsman feast that you're not going to want to miss. So be sure to pull up a chair. Mountaintop Outdoors, Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, only on Sportsman Channel.
9: create the perfect trip for you call now and learn how to save up to $500 on your next custom vacation pick up the phone call superior travel
2: and use the code word radio 800-570-9631 800-570-9631 that's (laughs) 800-570-9631
1: Thanks for tuning into The Revolution with Jim and Trav, talking predator savvy. Now, here's Cat Daddy, the Kansas Cat Man, and Mrs. Bunny's main squeeze. Presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at myoutdoortv.com. Here are the boys.
5: Hey, we're back. If you're just joining us, you missed old Jana Waller. Man, she had a great story about hunting bear in Montana.
1: We've
3: got cat, daddy, we've got cat, daddy, we've got cat. Cat Daddy, Yo, old Kansas cat, man, you're crazy. Do you ever go wolf or bear hunting?
8: No, sir, I sure haven't, and I don't plan to. That was
3: actually a big surprise.
5: <laughs> well, we're, we're talking predator savvy on this week's show, and of course, aren't blue cats predators? They are predator fish.
8: Oh, yeah, 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 they're predators, all right. Flathead's your main predator, because I tell you what, you throw one of them in a farm pond, and you ain't going to have nothing in there. At all in about two, three months. <laughs> Holy
3: cow. Now, going back to the Blue Cats, because that is primarily what you have been focusing on uh, the past couple months. Because it's cold. Those Blue Cats, they are tough, and they have super, uh, really tough mouths. And so your equipment, like your hooks, your tackle, I mean, it they need to be on point. They need to be sharp, don't they?
8: Oh, man, yeah. yeah you know, there, there's no doubt about that. you got to have a tackle for them big blues. They'll, they'll snap a regular old hook you catch a channel with. They just jerked their head, and snapped that hook in half. Really? Oh yeah, man. They got a clump on them, a bite down situation on them. It's got some serious poundage behind it.
3: Now, do you use different size hooks for different size fish? Because you know, it's kind of like you match the hatch. Or if you're trout fishing, like Jebo does, it's a disgrace. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, oh yeah. You and, know, yeah,
8: man. If you're after fishing big blues, I like to have at least a, a, a eight, eight all the way up to a twelve aught hook. Oh, really? And you know if you keep missing the bite, that means you got some smaller ones going on. Mm-hmm. You know, fifteen, twenty pounds. Then you need to downsize on the side of your hook a little bit. Oh, oh, oh about six, seven. Yeah, That'll well, work mean, good for them blues. I get it. But I'm, I'm so. serious about using that. You know, good steel for them blues, man, because they are a tough, rough fish. And I mean, they got some hellacious poundage behind that bite. You know, when they when they decide to jump down and take off, ain't nothing stopping them fish. Well, but me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, we,
5: we talked last week about, uh, you know, going out and, and uh, getting the uh, dead shad around the edge of the lake. Now, have you ever, you know, I was in Vanderbilt the other day looking at boots. I have never seen a pair of, you know, catfish skin boots. Do they make them?
8: Catfish skin boots. Well, by golly, I tell you what, if they ever you run across Paradise, you give old Cat Daddy a holler. Yeah,
3: they're they're a lot like politicians. They're too thin skinned. You can't do that, Jimbo. That, that's a I disgrace. Ain't never heard of that, boy. Those trophies need to be going on a wall is what they need to be doing. Or in your freezer.
5: You don't you make Talk you talking boots? about the congressmen and senators? No, <laughs> come
3: on. All right, so this time of year, obviously, you know, again, the water is cold. I mean, we're, we're creeping up on February. I mean, it is February, I guess. Uh, you know, the catfish action, the bite is still outstanding. What are you looking for, though, when you're targeting? What kind of structure do they like to relate to? What are we doing, Mr. Cat Daddy?
8: Well, i tell you what, them fish right now is a little deeper in the lakes. But if you get a good sunny time And the ice is off And you get a good sunny day for about 3-4 days in a row I come on up out of that deep water And go into that shallow water Because they like to get up in there and the sun a little bit You know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah, now this time of year is so exciting Because that bite is really going to be picking up uh, The catfishing action's going to get hot If we want to book a trip with you Mr. Cat Daddy, do you have anything available? Because now is the time To prepare for spring What say you, buddy?
8: Oh, yeah, www.catdaddyguideservices.com. You just give me a haul and we can work it out and get together. See if we can get you a trophy fish.
5: You bet. Hey, and if you'd like to write old Cat Daddy and send him a photograph of your latest and greatest, maybe showing a picture of Cat Daddy fishing on the ice. Yeah. Uh, inquiring minds That'd be one to know. one
7: and only. only. Yeah.
5: <laughs> uh, you can send him an email at catdaddy underscore one at msn.com. Mr. Cat Daddy, you're awesome. God bless
3: you. And uh, happy early um, Valentine's Day, buddy.
8: Man, I tell you what, the revolution is just like an old-time dictionary. Plenty info. Bam. Ooh. Breaking news, CNN,
1: MSNBC, ABC, BBC, and Fox News have declared the revolution with Jim and Trav to be the most intuitive, thought-provoking, conservation-supporting outdoor radio show. CNN's Chris Cuomo says Jim and Trav are absolutely brilliant. Thanks, fake news. Your endorsement means the world. For further breaking news, hop on JimandTrav.com and we'll return in a moment. The Revolution with Jim and Trav present Real Men of the Outdoors. Real Men of the Outdoors. Today we salute you, Mr. Jim. Look who it is, it's Jim. With his endless supply of Tommy Bahama outfits, safari hats, and sandals. What were you thinking? I was going to change my name to Tommy Bahama. You think it looks natural, but it couldn't look weirder, unless maybe it had a propeller. Oh, look at the freak!
5: I do have new shorts. (laughs) Well, I got Hollywood legs. I I like to wear shorts and a t-shirt when I record. Do you know Uh, that I have barbecue sauce on my knuckle? Yeah, I did lick it off. So once again, we salute
1: you, oh grandpappy of the outdoors, Mr. Jim.
5: I don't know if it was from yesterday or last week. It's the...
9: has finally
1: come to an end. That's all? This is unacceptable. I'm afraid the revolution with Jim and Trav comes to a close this week. Good bye. But don't forget to drop us some feedback and stay in touch with the show at JimandTrav.com.
5: Hey, what a great show this week talking about Predator Savvy. We had Steve West on, of course, Jana Waller and Cat Daddy. And Mrs. Bunny, you stopped by. You betcha, boys. This was such a good show. Mrs. Bunny, what would you like to say?
3: Head to JimandTrav.com. Check it all out. The show, the interviews, the articles, all of it right there.
5: Recipes. That's right. Hey, and we want to thank our affiliate stations or advertisers and everyone that makes the show possible, like Miss Bunny, and all the gang here at the Revolution. That's right, Bunny gets too much credit, but that's okay. That's right, yeah.
3: Whatever. I'll take it. As we always say, get outdoors this weekend, take some kiddos with you, go plinking, do some shooting, small game hunting, uh trapping, you can go fishing. It doesn't matter as long as you're outside together as a family and you hammer home firearm safety. Jibbo, is there
5: anything you'd like to say? Yeah, you know that uh, Eurasian Dove season is still going on around the country. Are Eurasian Doves open year-round? yeah. That's what they're open around the country. Oh, there oh, you go. There you go. Just thought I'd bring that up. That was, that's something to do. That's good Some information. Aerial planking. Yeah, they're big too. They are. They are tasty. All right, so we got to get to like a break. Vultures. Most
3: importantly, thank you, boys and girls, for listening to us each and every week, even though it's painful. <laughs> All right, we love you guys. Peace out. Uh, God bless America. You are the absolute greatest. We love you as well.